Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? This is not a spectator sermon. Are you there? I said, are you there? Come on, hang on tight. We're going to go for a little ride, except my shoe fell off. I, I was telling in the first service, a wise woman once said, you have enough shoes and I would not be her. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and deliver your word, Lord. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, the word that I have for you, you know, I, I take it pretty seriously when somebody, you know, gives me an opportunity to share a word from the Lord, and I, I really seek his heart and, and really, you know, push in to be able to discern what he's saying in this season. How many of you want a word from the Lord and not me? Amen, right? Yes, we want to hear from the Holy Spirit, right? Seriously. Like, there's no shame in that. It's like, like we want to hear from the Lord and know what he's doing, don't we, and partner with him in it. That's what we look for. That's what we want. And so when I was preparing for this, um, for this message, I was, you know, I kept writing and, and the Lord just kept pulling me back to a message that I've taught on about three years ago. And, you know, there's some, some changes to what he gave me, but he, it is near and dear to his heart. And so my heart for you today is that you will really grab on to what the Lord, Holy, the Holy Spirit has for you this morning, Right? I mean, we say, I want to leave different from what I came, but I'm telling you, today is one of those days. Amen? Okay, so open up your Bibles, please, to Mark 4, verse 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed on a path where the word was sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like sowed among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. How many of you want to, you know, here's the thing. I, I've gotten words before, and I leave, and I'm so excited, right? It's so great, and then it doesn't take root. And the, the Spirit of the Lord says today, I have something that's root-worthy today. I have something that's root-worthy today. How many of you want to have 30, 60, and 100-fold of what you received today? We come in, right? We, you're giving our, we're giving our time, and we're, we're coming in because we're giving the Lord the first and the best this week, right? But the Lord has something for you. And he reminded me of my son, Kip, who's sitting up there that I love so much. Kip just had a birthday on Friday. Happy birthday, Kip. Everybody say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kip. Anyway, <laughs> him and his twin sister, Lisa, uh, but... He reminded me, you know, my kids, they, um, they were raised at the beach. I, I raised all of my children at Wrightsville Beach. And they learned to surf at a really young age. And what they would do is they would go out to the water. And Kip always, he always corrects me on this because I'll say, did you get a wave? And he's like, Mom, it's a set. 
So excuse me. So, so he goes out there and, and he rides the waves and I'm always so excited. I'm like, that was so good, that was great. And then he'll say, oh, it wasn't very good. I you know, really need some bigger waves. But all the while as he's talking to me, then comes in this really big wave and he's like, I missed it. And the spirit of the Lord says today that every wave of my presence is important. Every wave of what I'm doing is important. There are no small waves in the kingdom of God. It could be one thing that you hear today. It could be um, you have a conversation with somebody before or after service and they say one thing that just, you know, you get that feeling in your gut that says, I want to hear more about that, right? And so the Lord says to you today, catch the wave of what I'm doing this morning, catch the fire Raleigh. Catch the wave. There's a new level of discernment coming. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear what the Lord is saying. Do you receive that today? Okay, so open our ears and our hearts because this is really near and dear to the Lord. And so we want to really catch the wave of what he's doing this morning, okay? So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, climate change. (laughs) I was like, really, Lord? Climate change, really? I mean, you can't, we can't talk about lipsticks or anything. No, no, climate change. And so, you know, when I started, he, you know, he prompted me to go online and look at climate change. You know, what is climate change? Well, they're talking about climate change right now, how there's changes in the ozone and glaciers are breaking off early. Now, I'm not saying whether or not that's true. It's nothing political here. I know everybody has a different slant on that. But what the Lord is saying to you is I'm always moving. I'm always doing something, not only in your own heart, but around the world. And will you embrace the shift and the climate change? Or will you fight me on it and will you go in another direction? Not, not intentionally, I don't think. I think sometimes we, 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 want, we, we want to follow the Lord, but sometimes it's just hard to discern, isn't it? So catch the wave today. A new, new uh, heightened awareness of discernment is coming. How many of you want discernment this morning? Are you with me? All right, great. So, you know, I, I, you know, speaking of climate change, my husband Shannon, who I love, he's the most amazing man on the planet. I don't just say that, but he really is. Um, you know, he loves the weather. And he comes home every day. I am not exaggerating. He comes in, he gives me a hug, and then he wants to see the weather. He's like, I've got to see the weather. I'm like, okay, honey. So he goes in there and he watches the daily weather and he's extremely scientific. Shannon's pretty left brain, you know. So he'll tell me, he's like, oh, honey, you know, there's a low coming and there's a high coming and there's all these things happening. And I'm like, okay, you know, I I really don't really grasp it very well. I mean, I just, I'm like, it's kind of boring to me, to be honest with you. Um, and, but he loves it, and so I, I got him a rain gauge, right, honey? And um, I got him a weather station, and we even have the weather station where the wind is, is um, we have this little thing in the backyard, and as the wind goes, our, our gauge tells us, like, how fast the wind is, what the humidity is, what the dew point is, how, many rain is, how much rain has come. And so he'll come in, and he's like, honey, and I'm like, what? He goes, look at the rain gauge. We got a half an inch of rain, and I'm like, wah, 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 wah. I'm like, I love you, honey. You know, when your husband loves something, you just want to listen and love him, but that's kind of boring to me, to be honest with you. I'm like, all right, whatever, but I love extreme weather. Love it. I love the wind. 
If it's windy out, Shannon will tell you, I'm like, everybody stop. Do you hear the wind? Do you hear the wind? And we don't get a lot of wind here. So when we do, it's a big deal. Shannon says, there's going to be wind tomorrow. And I'm like, there's going to be wind. So I love it. And I love the blizzards. And I think the reason why I love blizzards is because there's a lot of wind, right? There's whiteout conditions. And I love hurricanes. I mean, uh, raising my kids at the beach, you know, we had a lot of hurricanes. And so love them. And so one of the things that we do have in common is that we love extreme weather. And so if you look at Shannon's truck, it has storm chasers on it because we are legit. We are storm chasers. And so we go to hurricanes and we go to blizzards and we have a blast. In fact, when I'm watching the weather and there's a hurricane coming, I'm like, we're like this at the TV. Like, please, please come. Don't let anybody get hurt, but please, can we get in that? And so I'll, I'll message Jonathan. Jonathan, I just want to put you on alert. There's a hurricane and I don't know where it's going to go, but we've got to get in this thing. So... I think that, uh, you know, we, we've been in many a storm, haven't we, honey? And I think the reason that I like it so much, I always wanted to be on television, okay? And I never made it that far, but you should see me. Like when we're out there in the hurricane, <laughs> Jim Cantori has nothing on me, okay? I'm out there, I'm serious, and I'm like, and like Facebook Live, everybody can be famous, right? So I'm on there and I'm like, it is windy out here now, and there is a, there's a thing coming, and, and then the wind is blowing, and oh my gosh, there's hail coming, and then, she, then I'll hear a little, like a tornado, you know, because we go in the thick of the storm, and then you see me go, gotta go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta go in, but, but we just love it, we love it. And so we, we love to, I love to watch extreme weather. That, you know, just like I, Shannon watches the weather forecast and just like I love to watch extreme weather. As God's children, we watch the weather forecast, but it's our responsibility to discern the spiritual forecast. It is part of our inheritance to be able to discern the seasons and times of God. Through the Holy Spirit and intimacy with the Father, he has given us everything we need to be able to discern what he's doing in the earth. Winter, spring, summer, fall, they're all amazing to him. He, he puts these things in the natural to show us his heart. Winter, spring, summer, fall are all beautiful in the sight of the Lord. And I love when I go outside, and again, Shannon, he gardens, and he spends a lot of time outside I, on the other hand, have a, have a new hobby. I now sew. So I've made four quilts in the, since Mother's Day, which I never thought that was going to happen. Kip comes and he's like, you're sewing? I'm like, I know, it's crazy. But anyway, he's out there and, um, and he's, you know, he tells me all the time about, you know, what's happening. And I, as I look out the window, I say, wow, you know, even winter, when I go to Maine, that's where I'm from originally, and I see the snow everywhere, it's absolutely beautiful. It is gorgeous. Yet there are things underneath the ground that are actually still living way underneath, aren't they? And they're ready to spring forth in the spring. Beautiful flowers come. Me, a lot of allergies, but it's beautiful flowers. And summer. You guys, I love summer. I love um, being with my family more and the children being out of school. and, And, you know, maybe summer for you is just, you know, taking a walk and just enjoying what the Lord's given us. And then fall, I love fall. It's my favorite season of the year. The leaves begin to fall off the trees and things become bare, but it just reminds me of the beauty in that. You know, the beautiful red and and yellow um, leaves that come from them actually coming off of the tree. He makes something absolutely beautiful. And, And I have to tell you that there were times that I was in a 
winter season in my life where I was raising my three children on my own for about 12 years. Kip and Lisa are 22 now, and Devin is 24. They're twins. And there were times that it was so hard as a single mom. Props to all you single moms that are out there. You're amazing. Honestly, you are amazing. Wow. But, you know, there were times that I, I would get so depressed, and I didn't really know why. My circumstances were great. I mean, I loved my children, and I always was, you know, doing what I needed to do. I was a parent, and that was my most important ministry. But there were times that the kids would go to their dads, and I remember being so depressed I could barely get up out of bed. It was just this heaviness, and I would say, and this went on off and on for years. And I would say, this is too heavy. It was this winter season, and when I was in winter, I felt like it was never going to end. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? When you're having a bad day, you're like, I'm going to be like this the rest of my life. But we know what? Springtime always came. It always came. And so I have news for all of us today. If we are walking in a winter season, springtime's coming. It is coming. It is who he is. It is his nature. He's not trying to hurt us. He loves us. And so every time we look outside, let's remember the seasons of the Lord. So embrace climate change, everyone. There's purpose in every season. Look at your neighbor and say, embrace climate change. There's purpose in every season. And so it's our responsibility and our gift to be able to discern the spiritual forecast, not just for ourselves, but within the Catch the Fire community, within our city, within our nation, and around the world. Right? It is, ours, it, is, it is a gift. It's not a I have to. It's a, oh, let me lean in and see what you're saying, Holy Spirit. Because let me tell you something. When I look at it in my flesh, I do not look correctly. I might think I look correctly. I might think I'm seeing correctly. But the truth is I don't. Right? And so here's the thing. He wants us to partner with him in every season of our life. It's who he is. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. And so this is what the Lord told me. He was like, Rochelle, he was like, tell them this. I'm over here in their life, and I'm making this beautiful salad. But they come over, and they put chocolate fudge on it. And they wonder why it doesn't taste so good. He's like, because I'm not in that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing chocolate right now. I'm doing salad. And so what happens is we can get, I'm speaking to myself right now, we can get really frustrated because we're like, why doesn't, they? okay, here's a great example. Okay, let's say I have an organizing business and I've been organizing people's things for 10 years and suddenly for the last two years, I just don't have a grace for it anymore. It just, it just doesn't come naturally. It's really hard. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe you're putting, I am putting chocolate in a salad right then. And there's a shift happening. And so instead, I, he's saying, shift with the shift. Shift with the shift. I'm going over here. Are you going to come with me? And so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Pharisees and Sadducees. Matthew 16, 3. You can open your Bibles there, please. Today will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you do not know how to discern the times. Now, here they are, the Pharisees and Sadducees. They are standing right in front of God Almighty. God is in front of them. This is the prophetic 
uh, birthing of what it is that they've read in the Torah their whole lives, right? And here it is right in front of them, and they miss it. They completely miss it. They had their own preconceived notions of what it should look like. Well, it can't look like this, and it can't look like that. And, and, and God wouldn't be like this because God, God's into rules and regulations, and, and he's eating with sinners and all of these things. And what happens is they don't have the discernment, say discernment, they don't have the discernment to be able to adjust their sails and shift with what the Lord is doing. He's shifting. He's diverse. He never stays the same. And I, and I feel from speaking to myself right now that there are times that I think the wave of the Holy Spirit is going to look like this massive wave, and that's coming, right? But he wants to know, here I am. I want to do this thing. Are you going to follow me so I can get the glory, or are you going to do it man-made and try to figure it out on your own? Are you going to try to... to I hate to use the word conjure, but are you going to try to uh, fit me into a mold for yourself the way that you want me to look? And then you're going to be able to say, I, I, you know, I, I have an idea of who he is and this is the way it should be, like the Pharisees. Or are we in a place where we say, God, I don't understand everything, but I'm willing to shift with you. I'm going to shift with you, Lord. I don't understand it. I don't know why. I'm catching the wave. I don't know why. But, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this, that in winter, spring, summer, fall, every season, I'm going to shift with you no matter what it takes, no matter what, if there's a consequence for me, meaning maybe, maybe I'm going to take a pay cut. Maybe, um, maybe I'm not going to be able to do the thing that I wanted to do with my time, or maybe I am. But here's the thing, they did not, I mean, the Bible talks about how they did, their hearts were hard, and they did not want to see what the Lord was doing. And so I'm going to read this to you, you don't have to go to it in your Bibles, but but here's the thing, we've been given the Holy Spirit, right? And the world does not have that, but we've been given the Holy Spirit, and so what we don't want to do, I'm talking to myself again, it's hard in my heart to think I know exactly how things should be. So Matthew 13, 11, he says, you've been given intimate experience. This is Jesus. He says, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. But they, the world, have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. And they deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, and this could be us too, let's be honest. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and I would instantly heal them. But blissful are your eyes, catch the fire family, for they see, delighted delighted are your ears, for they open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people yearn to see these days of miracles, and you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. But those who don't listen with open, teachable heart, even the understanding they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables, because they think they're looking for truth. Yet because their hearts are unteachable, say unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand to see. But the eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull. 
and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and hard of hearing. Wow. There's a lot in there, isn't there? And what he's saying here is, look, they've shut their hearts down. They don't want to see. Let us be a people that want to see what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. Let us be a people that are not like in Mark 4 that are distracted and the cares of the world come and then it gets choked out of us, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the person without the Spirit doesn't expect the things, accept the things that come from the Spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. But here's John 14, 16, 7, everyone. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him, for he dwells in you and will be with you. And so you are equipped to hear God's voice. You are called to be able to discern what the Lord is doing. And so how do I do that? How do I do that, Rochelle? How do I hear the voice of God? Through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's almost like, I hate to use the term practice, but it's, it's like my intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's my time with him because he is worthy of my time. He is worthy of my affection. He is worthy of everything. You know, the other day I, I was doing something and I turned on um, Kimberly and Alberto Rivera and I just laid down and I just thought, Lord, I cannot see unless I do this. I can't. The kingdom and the world are two different things. But anyway, okay. So have you ever been through a season of pruning? You know what? I think I, I look, you know who the Charlie Brown Christmas tree is? That was me. Still is. I'm like, Lord, is there anything else to take off? Seriously. Season of pruning. Well, you know, when I first started here at Catch the Fire as part of the team, I was, I, I was so, I'm so thankful for the opportunity that they gave me. They've been amazing to me. But there was a season when I was getting triggered all the time. I'm serious. It was like, really? Okay, Lord, why don't they see that I want to do A, B, C, and D? Not just the A, not just the LMNOPQ, right? Or whatever it was. Or, or, or why is it that, um, that maybe I wasn't invited to something? And I remember, um, you know, I was just getting triggered all over the place. It had nothing to do with them. It was like they were so good to me and so kind to me, but the Holy Spirit was highlighting to me what was in my heart. He was highlighting to me, Rochelle, what's in your heart? And I would murmur and complain and be like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And he was like, Rochelle, it's not about you. It's not about you and what you want. It's about me and my kingdom. And I was like... (laughs) He says, Rochelle, die quietly. <laughs> I would come in and, you know, Ash, she's so precious. She's, so, she's got the sweetest heart of anybody I know. She'd be like, hi, Rochelle. And I'd be like, hi. And I'm thinking I'm dying inside right now. But, you know, here's the thing. I had to lean into the process. The truth was I was dealing with some really deep rejection. Even though I had been through a lot of healing, I was still so, I was looking things, things through the lens of rejection. Nobody was rejecting me, but I was looking through that lens. And so what happened was I decided, okay, I'm going to catch the wave of what you're doing right now. And here's the thing. God is in every season. 
And he wants us to embrace the climate change, the, thing, the shift that he's doing when he's putting something on our heart and say, look up here. I'm doing something right now. And I've seen so many times in my own life and those that I love, it's like getting triggered, getting triggered and blaming everybody else, blaming everybody else. Well, they didn't speak to me. They didn't this. They didn't that. But what the Holy Spirit's really doing is what am I doing in you? What am I doing in you? What is it in you? What is it I want to deliver you from? What is it I want to bring you to? Because he's so good and he's so kind and he's so loving. He's not going to let up until we get it. <laughs> I don't always like that, but it's so worth it. You know, I remember being at my, being at my, at my job that I had before I came on staff at Catch the Fire with a very big company and my boss would come and she wasn't ever very nice. And I would get frustrated because she would come into my job and our sales were really high and she would come in and try to retrain my team and I thought, that is not going to work. And I would say, I, would say, I just got to tell the Lord, this isn't going to work. I don't know what she's doing. I need to go over there and kindly let her know. And then he was like, Rochelle, quiet. I was like, but it's going to screw everything up. And he was like, be quiet. I'm teaching you how to be silent. And let me tell you, these things that I have learned in those seasons of my life, because I listened and I did what he asked me to do, sometimes not the first time, but I, I said, okay, Lord, guess what happened? Promotion in the spirit came. I began to see things I never saw before. I began to hear things I never heard before. All of a sudden, I was asked to do things I had never been asked to do before. It was like things just began to open up. And the Lord said to me, if I can trust you in the little things, I can trust you in the bigger things. But until you get the lesson in this season, you're not going to go to the next thing. I mean, does anybody understand what I'm talking about right now? Am I the only one that's dealt with this? Oh, my goodness. So um, I, I'm going to share a couple stories, and I want to I want to get it you know continue, but I have to share this because it's hilarious. So how many women here like clothes? Probably not any, but I like clothes. Right? I love clothing, and so um, you know I love clothing subscriptions. They're the best thing. Have you ever seen it? Like Stitch Fix, or I know it's coming up on your social media stuff, girls. I mean that always comes up, right? So anyway, it's like clothing subscription. Pay zero and get this subscription of clothing in the mail and then send back what you don't like. What a bargain, right? So I would get these subscriptions in and, oh, I'd be so excited. I would be like, oh, my gosh, I love this. And they would have a bag and shoes and I would just be, ah. And so I thought, well, if it does that, then what would happen if I ordered several subscriptions because I can send it back, right? So um, the Lord was like, Rochelle. And I was like, la, 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 la. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I'm having a really good time right now. Could you please allow my flesh to enjoy itself? So I ordered more than one subscription. And I wasn't telling Shannon, you know, I'd kind of get to the, I'd be like looking at the tracking. When's this thing coming in? When's it coming in? You know what I'm talking about, girls. Running to the chest, running to the mailbox or getting to the front porch before Shannon gets home. Okay, like interception, right? So touchdown. I got no, just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I get my stuff, and then I decided, okay, so this is going really well. And Shannon would be like, you look really nice. I'd be like, I know. And I'd not say anything. You know, us girls, we, it's very deceptive. It's not of the Lord, right? So, so then I decided, well, I'm going to order, anybody like Nordstrom's? Huh? 
I'm going to order the, uh, they have a, they have the trunk club, you know, so you get the clothes. So I did that. And, but I came home. Now the Lord had been dealing with me and saying, Rochelle, first of all, you're not really being a hundred percent honest with Shannon. You're not lying to him, but you're not telling him number one. And number two, you have enough clothes. Is this become a little idle in your heart? And I'm like, please let me have fun. So they, I come home and, um, I come home and there is a legit trunk on my front porch. I am not kidding you. I was like, oh no. And I called Joy down, my, my bonus daughter. And I'm like, help me get this thing up the stairs before your dad gets home. And I'm coming out there and I'm like, oh, I'm in a lot of trouble. I, and I open it up. It's beautiful. It even says, welcome to your happy place. That's of the devil. And, and it, it, it does. It says, welcome to your happy place. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And I open it. And they, all the outfits and the shoes and the bags are like tissue paper together. It's beautiful. And, and I said, well, I'm not going to get any of this. I'm just going to send it back. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to have that. Anyway, $600 later, right? So, so the Lord was like, Rochelle, you know, you, you, you really aren't listening to me. You know, has this become an idol in your heart? And I remember coming downstairs a couple of days later. Shannon is very, very gracious. And he said, honey, I want to talk to you a little bit about your clothing spending. <laughs> but you know what? I knew it was the Lord because he had been dealing with me about this. But I didn't want to do it because I was having so much fun in my flesh. I mean, let's just be honest. I was having such a great time and I thought, what am I going to do? It was, it was actually filling a place in my heart. There was an area that was void, and I was filling a place in my heart. And so when Shannon told me that, I was like, that is the one thing I'm not going to do is, is do anything to hurt him, ever. If I do, I'm going to deal with it immediately. But I love him more than, you know, really, I love him very much. And I will never do that intentionally to him. So as soon as he told me, didn't I, I said, okay. And I guess say that about three weeks went by. And I was like, isn't he even going to tell me, like, you did really good. There's no packages coming to the door. <laughs> and there went that one line again, Rochelle, die quietly, because I was going to tell him, but the Lord wouldn't let me. Okay, here we go. So he wouldn't let me do it. All right, so let's go to the Israelites, shall we? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and find out whether or not you would obey his commands. And so here they are. They, they actually get stalled in a season because they're not getting what God has for them. They don't understand what he's, they do understand, but they don't, they don't want to do it and they're complaining. And so they get stalled in a season that doesn't belong to them. They never make it to the promised land. Their ancestors do, but they don't. And they get stalled in this season that doesn't belong to them. And so I would like to tell you today that uh, for all of us, if we get stalled in a season for 25 years, we might not be discerning the seasons and times and the shift, right? We might not be. And so here's the thing. Every season is amazing. The seasons of pruning, the seasons of joy. You know, there are seasons where maybe there's a new birth in your family, right? Or you're starting a new school. It's a springtime season, right? Or, or maybe it's a time of harvest, you know? I mean, I'm in a harvest season right now. The kids have all moved out. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're, they're, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you. We have six children. 
<laughs> they haven't all moved out. That was a joke, you guys. That was a joke. I'm glad somebody's laughing. I was like, that's hilarious. I wasn't going to say that, but that's pretty funny. So anyway, um, a season of harvest. You know, I'm in a season of harvest right now, and that means that all the things that I've planted throughout the years in myself, studying, learning, growing, listening to the Lord, I'm starting to see a harvest where my gifts, the Lord's given me, have been able to be used, like I've had more and more opportunity to use those. And that's a season of harvest, right? And so sometimes we can actually be in two, more, two seasons at once. We could be in a springtime season where maybe a beautiful baby's born, but then also be in a winter season because maybe we've lost somebody that we love. But the truth is, is that there's purpose in every season. There's purpose in every season. You know, I love the story of Sarah and Hagar. I, I paused for a minute because I was going to say Abraham, but then I thought, Hagar, she's really the one that got the brunt of this. So here's Sarah and, and Abraham, and they get this, you know, they get this amazing word from the Lord that they're going to have a child, and he's going to be Isaac, and they're really, really up there in age, aren't they? I mean, I wouldn't, rem- I wouldn't believe it. If I was like 100 or 95, I, I don't know exactly how old they were, but like, I can't even imagine saying, Shannon, we're going to have her baby. Can you imagine? He'd been like, uh-huh. So here, here's Sarah. I mean, they've been waiting a really long time for this. And here she is. She's got her little walker. Maybe she's got a stick. She's like, listen, <laughs> we've been going to the promised land. We've been getting busy, but we're not having any babies. <laughs> so I want, you to give, I want you to go to promised land with my maidservant, Hagar. We're going to take matters in our own hands. God said he's going to do it, but we're just going to do it, and it'll be him. So here they go. <laughs> and this baby is born Ishmael, and my heart goes out. It breaks my heart every time I read that story. He was rejected. He was rejected. And then Sarah gets mad at her, Hagar, for doing what she did, for having a baby that she told him to have, and sends him off. And then Isaac comes the promise. So sometimes I feel like we can be in a season of waiting. And we can kind of try to move things forward and take it into our own hands, can't we? God is so gracious. He still fulfilled it. He still did it. He still fulfilled the promise. And so I just really sense that the Holy Spirit is speaking. There's a, the Lord's heart is for us to have have discernment about America. 2020, you know, here we were in a season of a pandemic. 2021, you know, we we had an election, we have this, and there's just so much chaos right now. I've been seeing the number 11 over and over and over and over and over again, and one of the things it says about that is disorganization, um, unorganized chaos, but then it also says transition. And so the Spirit of the Lord says that we need to be able to discern the seasons and times within our country, within our nation. There's so much confusion. There's a lot of confusion around identity, right? But the truth is, is that people are just blindfolded and their identity is in the Lord, right? But I just, I really believe this with all my heart, that the Lord really wants to bring a fresh fire of discernment in this house today. How many of you are hungry for discernment? Go ahead and stand.
Tato, can you come up here, please? Thank you, Holy Spirit. We must walk in discernment. What is the definition of discernment? The ability to judge. And if we judge correctly and we hear from the Spirit, Jeremiah 17, 8 says, they will be like a tree firmly planted by the water that sends out roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And so how do I partner with him in what he wants to do? He wants to partner with you today. And I believe that um, some of you are stuck in a season that doesn't belong to you. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe you're hearing something today. Maybe there's a cloudiness that's just keeping you from being able to discern the move of the Holy Spirit. Or maybe you've heard something and maybe you're disappointed because it didn't look the way you thought it was going to look. Or you feel flawed because you, you've been in a season that you didn't think you were going to be in. Or maybe you're in a season of feeling misunderstood. I want you all to come front, if, up front. If you want a higher level of discernment, come up front now. Because there's a fresh fire and a fresh wind of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that wants to breathe on you this morning and bring you fresh fire of discernment. Holy Spirit, we're going to lay down all of our preconceived notions of what we think our seasons should look like. Because he is good and he's loving and we love him and he loves us and, and he's better than life. So just come up front. Just all of you, come up front. Come up towards the stage. Tatu, can you play, please? I just really feel like this is a holy moment. Lord, we lay down every season of our lives at your feet. And Lord, we lay down every preconceived notion of what we think it should look like, Lord. We lay our disappointments at your feet. And Lord, we trust when we're in a winter season that springtime's coming. Today, you're going to get, God is here. Today, you're going to get unstuck, says the Lord. Today is the day that you're going to get unstuck, says the Lord. God is here. Holy Spirit, blow afresh right now. Fresh discernment, fresh revelation, fresh understanding. Ministry team, if you could just go around and just lay hands on everyone. Disappointment. Many of you are disappointed in the season that you're in. Let him know. I'm disappointed, Lord. Or laying my disappointment at your feet this morning. Lord, we come to you, we say, have your way in our lives. Cloud, cloudy minds be lifted in Jesus' name. Spirit of confusion be lifted in Jesus' name. Be removed right now in Jesus' name. Spirit of confusion, go in Jesus' name. Come up here, says the Lord. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher. Do you see what I see, says the Lord? Oh. Let 
I'm going to give you eyes to see today, says the Lord. Do you see what I see? Oh. Lord, we just repent for for thinking that we could see when we didn't see, Lord. And Lord, we lift up to you everyone in our nation that's blindfolded and doesn't have the Holy Spirit, Lord. And Lord, we, we just speak life over them right now in Jesus' name. Eyes opened in Jesus' name. We put our faith in you, Lord, not in the kings of man. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we lift up every unsaved individual that cannot see in this region. And Lord, we just ask your Holy Spirit to come and flood them with your love, Lord. Not condemnation from us, Lord, but your love. Catch the wave, catch the wave, catch the wave, catch the wave. Catch it, catch it, catch it. Catch it. Oh, yes, that's me. I want discernment today. Catch the wave. I surrender to you today, Lord. All my, all my preconceived notions. Catch it. Fire. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Fresh, fresh, fresh fire. Fire. 